Good. Nice and short. What's our next one we got here? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, West of Her. You say that, man, but I get much more enthusiastic about uh, putting these things together when I, when I open up the file and I'm like, oh, only a half hour to work with. Cool. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Projecting Film, the podcast where movies meet. I'm Michael Denniston, and joining me is my co-host Chris Maynard. Now, on this episode, we will be discussing the new to VOD Westifer, which has been playing on the festival circuit for a couple of years now. And we will do our best to try to recommend two films to give you an idea on why you should check out this latest bit of indie cinema. Of course, one of us may be a bit misleading, uh, the other a little bit more on the mark, but that's our podcast, where usually we are only halfway right, but we are recommending some really cool independent films that you should get to know. On that note, here's the trailer for West of Her, and after that, our discussion on these three films. Why do you have to believe in this so much? Because I don't, I don't believe in anything else. Because, you know, they're telling me something that I want to believe is true. You know, if there could be anything else, then maybe everybody ends up all right and still alive. I mean, I've never felt all right, you know? I always felt like, um, I don't know, like a, a jigsaw piece from the wrong puzzle. Maybe we're all just pieces, you know. Pieces from different puzzles, random ones. And there's no point in figuring it out at all. All I know is that they give me a chance at making me not feel that way anymore. Like a lot of puzzle pieces, or just one puzzle piece? You know what I mean. Wish I didn't. You're doing War Machine again, so I. I, I... Uh, yeah, off and on. That one. Yeah, that, that it's funny. That's the one that has by far the most listeners. I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I got these <laughs> side projects I want to work on. <laughs> Are you basically like a Maynard from Tool at this point? Just uh, and w- this is the perfect circle. I really, uh, I never liked Tool, and I, I liked per- a Perfect Circle quite a bit. Uh, but I really like that. Did you ever see that wine documentary that they oh, did sure. on him? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. I loved it. I yeah, liked all. Those. Yeah, I was. I uh, so yeah. I guess I guess I approve of his side projects. I'm like, yeah, just keep doing weird shit, man. Uh, tool. Wine's pretty good too, and he actually grows it out here, which is just a miracle. Wasn't that it was, that was? I only watched it once. But wasn't that part of it? Wasn't that part of like yeah. the the difficulty? Is what he? Yeah, <laughs> moving out to Arizona and growing wine. Yeah, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. We can open with that for Westfer. Yeah, I'm sure it's got a lot to do with Tool and Maynard. <laughs> At some point, I'm sure they're in Arizona, aren't they? There's a big blowout um, in Phoenix. There was a scene that I'm not sure. It looked like a bar I'd been to in Bisbee, Arizona. I don't know if it was actually. Uh, filmed out there or not, but sure as hell looked like it. 
beautiful film. I'll say that. You know, it's it's almost like something Malick on a budget. You know, it has that sort of feel to it where it's has these long, beautiful scenic shots. And really all they did was just drive around the country and just shot at magic hour. And it works really well for it. Yeah. It made me really dislike the uh, writer and director here and producer, Ethan Warren. I don't like this guy. <laughs> okay. uh, explain yourself. Well, I mean, there's just a, I mean, there's a degree of jealousy. I guess if you're watching any sort of film, you're like, Oh, that's a cool looking shot. Uh, you just, sort of state. I mean, the premise of this film is these two young people driving around the country, uh, I guess being like graffiti artists with a purpose, like well, doing the it's same like those message. Tiles of Tombly thing kind of to some degree, I'd, I guess. I had never heard of this. This is, I don't know if Kentucky uh, was uh, <laughs> our lead female character uh, here is trying to like hit all the States. And I don't know if that's, I don't mm. know if that's hit my state as far as I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this stuff is. We do have actually a lot of, art on the side of our buildings, but it's all like <laughs> officially commissioned like graffiti art. You know, it's not, no one's, no one's trying to do it while, uh, no one's looking. So, um, but I mean, I thought it, uh, I didn't really know what this was and that kind of made the relationship drama aspect of it work more for me because the two characters themselves feel very differently about the purpose of what they're doing. Whereas the, the guy, the, the one we meet first who gets this very sort of creepy phone call um, where he's like picked to do this thing um, is, I mean, he is a like true believer in like the mission of what they're doing. And I was happy that his partner was like, no, it's just a goof. It's just a fucking <laughs> prank, man. <laughs> if people like it. That's cool, I guess. And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely see it from her point of view. I like this. It's, um, yeah, and I, she's actually, oddly enough, is my entry into the film because the sort of whimsical nature the other character takes, a little bit off-putting and um, not – not I shouldn't say that. It's just a little bit more difficult for me to connect with that character, but it's something where I do believe in them finding something in each other and that sort of way that people balance each other and the way that they – bond over the course of the first hour of this film I actually really believed in. And I think if that you don't have that and you don't have these two actors or um, somebody that just doesn't have that chemistry that they have, it really doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, it's a difficult role for, of, of Dan played by uh, Ryan Carraway here mm-hmm. because he, he's pretty open pretty quickly. And uh, I don't know about you, but someone who's like in real life that is that earnest uh, is a bit off putting <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're trying to pull one over or it's just, uh, like somebody I kind of want to avoid in the future. I make a note, like how oh, they're going to say something that's going to make me uncomfortable or I'm going to have to respond in a certain way that may make them uncomfortable. Uh, and I just don't know how to handle it. Like he has a monologue in the film, basically talking about, you know, you know, his history, very personal story. He's relaying to her. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, her response to that is he was like, you know, uh, who are you? And she's like, I'm I'm Jane. And he's like, no, but really, who are you? And she's like, still Jane. <laughs> she's like, walks <laughs> off. I was like, okay. I was making notes of like, okay, if I ever run across a, a Dane character. But uh, to be fair to the film and uh, yeah, the character and the the actor, I mean, he's he's doing a fine job here. Uh, that would be the type of person that would take this gig with these like mysterious phone calls. Uh, to just wander around the country doing this because, as I said, he's a believer in it. Like he's he's searching for something. 
you know, he's really unhappy with his life and he's got the sort of the, the history and the, the backstory of sort of being a loner to, to prove it. So you get where he's coming from. Um, and I think that's, that that's where like the, the decision to, to film this the way they did is, uh, I thought that they were going to have sort of a series of escalating conversations, but you kind of open with that. Uh, and then you relax a little bit and just sort of appreciate like, and the characters actually just appreciate their surroundings. Like they just sort of mm-hmm. start to embrace this. Like this is a beautiful fucking country. And like, look at, isn't this so fucking cool that in this moment, this is all we have to worry about is, Hey, which state do you want to go see today? And that's, that's a bit hard because you get these two young 20 something characters. And I could definitely see maybe not with this being an independent film, but you're going to challenge a lot of the audience members to be like, get a fucking job, like <laughs> go out <laughs> and stop fucking around and stop complaining. Cause you're on vacation. I think the film succeeds though. When she says to take that, you know, we need to make sure we take a day off really doesn't look any different from any of the days that they're actually working. Maybe it's a day off for him, but I felt like that was the first day she was putting on the hard hat. Cause she's opening herself up to intense <laughs> conversations with this young man. <laughs> So that was actually her first day of work. Yeah. I mean, he's getting to unburden himself, but, you know, she knows, okay, like, you know, she's got to be at the top of her game in that regard. Um, and, you know, that, okay, I I was good on the last recording we did. Uh, I'm not going to be so good here. And so I looked at it just totally from a gender dynamic point of view, and I was also trying to think of uh, a film that combined the sort of goof prank aspect that I really like. Uh-huh. <laughs> with that sort of battle as far as how men perceive things and how women do. Because I think if in this film, I like that it's the male character that wants to make something more out of what they're doing, but really by extension, what he's doing, like his he's decision the sensitive is, one in touch with his feelings and it's gotta be bigger to believe this yeah. has got to be more important. Cause I'm doing it. So it's gotta be important. Sure. Um, so I went with 2007 film Quentin Tarantino's death proof. Is what I went with. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you have to admit that if you watch Death Proof and you're looking for oh, something God. else like that, I, you watch Best I, 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 I love how our two films are going to line up together. <laughs> <laughs> so before you know, I, I let you uh, run away with this uh, and run up the score. <laughs> <laughs> what I've always loved about Death Proof, and it was interesting, the, the backlash uh, against it during its its grindhouse time period is that you know, Robert Rodriguez made, with his, his zombie movie, uh, Planet Terror, he made sort of the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, jokey, sort of trashy, fun movie that I think mm-hmm. Grindhouse was sort of sold as. And Tarantino made, in his mind, what a real Grindhouse movie would have been, which is, you know, there's they don't have enough money to have car chases all throughout the movie. So it's going to be long sequences of them just talking shit. These characters just talking about their love lives, flirting with each other and spouting bullshit driving around because they sort of save the money shot for the end. And it's, it's a hell of a, I mean that, that last hell of a car chase. Oh Oh, God. Yeah. But I was thinking of here with West of her, as I said, the, the female character as in death proof, they, are going to do this thing. They're going to get on that challenger. They're going to do the, the vanishing point car with the stunt they have in mind. Cause they are professionals, although they're not acting too professional here. And I mean, 
Maybe it's the, the no days off thing that you were talking about, Chris, and Death Proof. That's their day off is doing this crazy shit. Um, they see that as a thrill and a, and, a, and a prank. And then you have Stuntman Mike that's just got to make it more fucking important. And he has to take it to, I'm not just a stuntman. I'm like the wielder of death. And only I can survive this because I'm so much more important than they. Like, I'm I'm the one who decides who lives and dies. Uh, and he's in, you know, he's in the right seat. I love, and I feel like there was a backlash against it, that Kurt Russell's character, who is, you know, he's Jason, uh, he's Michael Myers, he's the the stalker. When he's actually confronted with women who are equipped to deal with his sorry ass, starts weeping and begging for mercy and driving away, and his car just turns to shit as they terrorize him. Oh, I love it. I, I... I still, I mean, it's it's ranked, it's like middle of the pack for me with Tarantino movies, and it's one that actually I can rewatch quite a bit. I, I love, I love Death Proof. It, you know, and at the time, it was one of those ones where it was so, it, everybody was, you know, really just saying Rodriguez is the one who got this right. But I couldn't even imagine going back and rewatching his zombie film no, now. No, it, I haven't. It, but but Death Proof, honestly, I might watch that tonight when we finish up with this because it's been too long since I've seen it. It's a great movie. I've done my job then. All right. So what, what have you got for this weird mashup? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you think of double features and I think you automatically line up Quentin Tarantino's death proof and you say, well, before sunrise, obviously <laughs> this is, we are going for all of the, like, you know, film, Twitter, cinephile points <laughs> of, <laughs> with Linklater and Tarantino. <laughs> For West of her. So, uh, Ethan Warren, I'll be tagging you in this tweet. So you can, you can thank me later for this. <laughs> there might actually be a little bit of a reaction to this one as opposed to just, you know, the retweet. There might be a little bit of activity. People might engage with this one a little bit just on that. We did Content, get, uh, don't know. Oh, the, the director of, uh, humor me. I saw that. Said, yeah. hey, that was, that was that was cool. Good, you know, that was some good points. I and I, you know, he was like, I'm happy to be in the company of uh, Mills and uh, Kevin Smith. I was like, all right, cool. I'm I'm not going to say anything else. Side note: Did you notice that he tagged Mike Mills from REM, not the director? <laughs> so, do you think he uh, he thought we were putting him in even cooler company? Because uh, well, that, that's what I thought at first. I was like, did we mention REM? And then because like, no. I didn't, yeah. Uh, maybe he second. really, really fucking hated 20th century women and he just didn't want to say it. Maybe that's his, his jab, <laughs> which I like, I by the way, he's wrong. I liked, I like 20th century women. <laughs> I was going to say it, it wasn't great, but I didn't think it was bad by any means. Um, but with four sunrise, the thing that really drew me into this was it's just essentially these two people while they do have this activity, that they're doing, it really does feel secondary and it's more about um, them opening up to one another or him <laughs> finding someone that will open up to him. Mm. Um, seemingly the first, last time that he had someone that he was close to was when he was in high school. Um, and so since this sort of lost love, he hasn't had that connection to anybody again. And she's so closed off and just them sort of through driving around the country and just talking to each other in this beautiful scenery, finding one another. And I thought that this really was the element of the film that got me. I, I think honestly you could have uh, tied together the uh, oddly enough, the Obama movie as well, where it's him and Michelle walking around and just, you know, getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that that kind of film is what 
grabbed me about this the most. The sort of more plot stuff that comes together in the third act is not really what I was focused on with this film at all. I mean, I had no idea how I wanted to uh, to wrap up, and I won't I won't spoil it for people who want to want to check it out. Um, but yeah, there's not, and maybe like the uh, before series you're mentioning, I don't think I'm leaning towards happy ending. Um, which, and to be fair to Linklater, none of those films have the happiest of endings. They're all bitter, and especially the last one is. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow, the last one is uh, is the only happy ending for me. I guess in the sense that it's <laughs> like it's finally over. <laughs> well, because you survived, both of you survived <laughs> <the> hotel room. <laughs> You know, I hope there's great makeup sex after that, but uh, we'll see. Um, that's that's going to become its own sort of genre to itself. But I don't know. You mentioned Southside with you. Uh, has there been one like West of Hers that takes advantage of this wide of a of a territory as far as like you know the entire sort of country to to have this extended uh, conversation with, as opposed to just being set in. You know, like Linklater, just his boring ass, just a mere city that he's walking around in. <laughs> Think bigger. It's, yeah. The, I mean, when I look at it from, or it visually, it reminds me of Days of Heaven. It's the first thing I thought of when I was watching this. But I can't think of another film where it's just two people talking through that kind of scenery, really, where they've combined that. And it seems, I mean, I'm sure there's something glaring that we're missing with this, uh, something in the Criterion vault somewhere. But because it seems like such an obvious way of telling the story and yeah west of her really kind of captured something special by combining those two things i think i mean you're you're not doing it on the i mean the cheap i'm sure this is had a smaller budget than the before series and i'm <laughs> i'm sure it was smaller than tarantino's salary on on death proof but uh that's that was going back to my jealousy of this guy was i felt like oh he's he made something creative out of uh, you know a summer road trip that he wanted to go on, <laughs> and you know you, you do get the idea that there there are definitely some things they wanted to get some some landmarks that were mine, but I still felt like a lot of it had that element of just stolen shots to it. Even though if the, yeah. you're saying like they're going in the magic hour, it did feel like they just let these two actors go out, and maybe there were certain things they wanted to hit, but for the most part, like you know, I usually hate like. The falling in love montage. Although there's a really good um, uh, podcast called called that falling in love montage that is about <laughs> romance films and in particular that sort of sequence and how effective that is or is not uh, in different different movies. This one here I, I think is one of the rare times it actually worked for me because I felt like oh, we're just glimpsing these two actors who are like find their character in that. Like it, it felt like they could have used uh, a lot of it or, you know, they, they would say, okay, if this is not working, we're just going to move on to the next thing. Um, it's one of the rare sort of road trip movies that I sometimes did drift. And I'm not saying that the film was boring, but I would drift almost like I was like sort of just a passenger on the trip as well. And I was mm -hmm. just sort of enjoying the experience of it. And I'm watching this on, you know, our scale, our rating scale. I was watching this on the iPad. Um, and then. Oh, did you, did you move it over to the. It got the moved big up. Screen. Yeah. We, we've okay, got to put that go. on the website. We've got to put that little, <laughs> the little picture grid on there. Just the, the, the screen and then like yeah. the arrow, it moved over to this. We'll get someone to do it. I'll, you know, I'll get on Fiverr and I'll have someone do a little, a little like iPhone, a little iPad, the, you know, the flat screen. Um, <laughs> down there. Unfortunately for, for both of you and I, for the films that we want to cover on this podcast, 
we would have to just sort of in name only if we really liked them, rank them up to like the theatrical screen because we're mm-hmm. just you know I'm not gonna get Westfair. I don't know if Tucson's gonna get it, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's. The TV is going to be very high marks here, as opposed to the iPad. Because I love watching films in the bathtub, you know? The iPad's very comfortable. You know, you know what? I, I, I was with you, but um, this could be a bathtub movie. I could see that. You could just relax and watch this in a bathtub. Maybe um, my second time. I don't know. I'll give yeah. you respect. No, not, not, not the first time. No, yeah. I, wish this w- I wish this was something I could see theatrically. Um, but you're right. It can have that sort of passive experience to some degree and i don't mean that as an insult but you're allowed to let it just sort of wash over you and you're not it doesn't require you to be as invested in every line and every moment because it's more about the emotion of the scene as opposed to the direct words that are being said so it's about this feeling that it's evoking and i loved what you said um that actually brought something up to uh, remind me of it the idea that some of these shots feel stolen because you would see these extras in the background that i i would almost guarantee that they didn't get a release for these people. Just the way that they're kind of milling about on the, beside the river and there's just some other guy in the background fishing and it just feels so natural that I don't, yeah, I do think that this film was stolen and they didn't get the permits and they just kind of stopped where something was pretty and just decided to shoot there. And I, yeah, God bless me. I think it looks great. Well, I mean, I I like the idea certainly of, uh, Ethan Warren and crew uh, not interrupting a man's fishing, but also that fisherman's like, I don't care what you're doing over there, but I'm not going to stop. <laughs> like, I, got, <laughs> I got some business to attend to. It's beautiful out. It's a day off work. I don't know what you kids are up to, but I keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not uh, not quite the same thing in uh, Death Proof, which I'm sure um, <laughs> I'm sure Tarantino's had that. Uh, plotted out. He's had exactly the images he wants for you know decades on on that one there. But um, I think our mashup uh, is pretty sexy though for this. Um, it, it definitely makes more sense than about ninety percent of them so far as we're getting into this. So yeah, give, gives you an idea of what you can expect. And as per usual, the pick that you've added in, I don't really know what that. Uh, actually illuminates about the film, but it, it gives somebody something, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I, I think this, this guy, if he, if he continues this, this line of work of this, uh, pranking <laughs> people with poetry on the, on the street. <laughs> and I kept thinking as an old man, I'm like, you're going to cause someone to walk out in the street or like stumble or stop. And they're going to get hit by a car. Also, you know, I had death proof on the brain. I was thinking of this as some sort of, uh, slaughter that was going to come. But the has, one, has anybody been injured with the, Toynbee tiles or whatever those things are the Kubrick 2001 deal. I, you know, I don't know about that. I know I saw just recently in the news. Uh, of course this is far more dangerous. I saw the, I don't know if he was Japanese. I I can't remember. Maybe he's over in Europe somewhere, but it was one of those, uh, younger guys, like a parkour type person that, uh, had, I guess made a decent little career with his like YouTube videos like, you know, trying to go to the next, like, sort of famous tall skyscraper building, whatever. And, of course, fell to his death eventually, trying to, like, get that one Jesus. more clickable thing. Um, I did see that, and um, <laughs> I'm glad these kids are, you know, staying on the ground. I mean, at, at best, you know, they're going to have someone outside of a casino or a Wendy's that was like, would you please not do that on this property, uh, I'm imagining. I only had one other movie that came to mind, and I haven't seen it. Um and I 
I thought like, okay, has there been something like this that they've tried to capitalize on this in uh, in a thriller form? And it was a man and a woman, and it was our favorite, uh, Dave Franco. <laughs> and that, uh, that Nerve movie, do you know what I'm talking Franco. about? The Good Franco. The Good Franco. Definitely The Good Franco now. Like, uh, forget my <laughs> argument from two episodes ago. Um, well, that's the one your wife liked anyway. So you, you came out okay. I well, you know, I guess that's that's my privilege as a male that I don't I can't detect that that skeeviness, but she could Because I would we were fighting over who was Dave. I was calling you James and I thought I was being kind. So if anybody looks just like, looked like shit, an asshole. It's me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. All right, so it worked out for me. Um <laughs> That, uh, but there was a film uh, about, I think it was like a YouTube game show or something like that, like a, a prank where these two uh, characters, Emma Roberts and Dave Franco, um, have to like pull shit on people and like people will click or donate money like on YouTube or Patreon or I don't know what. Sure. Um, and I thought like, um, man, that if I really want to be a dick and I don't want to, to these filmmakers, that would be like the easiest one to do even without me even watching it. Just going off like, okay, <laughs> these two young kids, Davy Franco, they fall in love. They're pulling pranks all over town. And you know, are they going to get caught? Is this worth it? Um, but no, I went with death proof. So I think My that's fine. Do you hear that? David Franco what is that? Phone prank Silvertown. <laughs> My iPhone is now searching for Dave Franco pranks <laughs> and is actually pulling up the fucking movie I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> it heard you struggling with it for too long and the iPhone just had to interrupt. Would you like to buy this film? It's on sale on iTunes now. It's like, no, I'm I'm good. I've got West of her. So did it just do that on its own? It was sitting across from me. I wasn't even using I was looking on the iPad for it. And so I don't know if there's a weird jealousy thing, but no, my iPad or my iPhone, it's <laughs> occasionally done that. And I think it's when I've talked too much. So dear listener, we're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> See Westford if you'd like. It's pretty good. So this week, our exit brought to you by iTunes. Thanks. Do you know what you can find on iTunes, Chris? West of her. <laughs> I was going to say projecting film. If you're listening, we're on there. We'd appreciate a review. Five star download. Uh, let's see what else. Following films, the the podcast. Sure. You can find that there. War Machine versus War Horse. You know, the, the longer, strangely more successful version of this show that people just bitched about for being too long and not talking about the movies enough. And here we are. And you know what? They decided we don't want to hear you guys talk about movies. <laughs> just keep <laughs> babbling on. Uh, what else? Let's see. The Grand Gesture. Marcus played a lot of great stuff on iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe to all those things and, and, uh, and give oh, Westifer a rental or a purchase. Sure. And pod save America's on there too. Give that one a shot. Never heard of it. Don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. Cheers. Butterfly. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, and I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Did you hear me, butterfly? Miles to go before you sleep. Sorry, stuntman Bert. Mike. Mike. Shorty broke off that dance. Is that true? Did I miss my chance? I frighten you. Is it my scar? It's your car. Ah, yeah, I know. 
sorry. It's my mom's car. Have you been following us? No, that's what I love about Austin. It's just so damn small. You've seen us go before? I saw him outside of Guero's. And I saw you outside Guero's, too. You saw my car, I saw your legs. Now, look, I ain't stalking y'all, but I didn't say it wasn't a wolf. So you really weren't following us? I'm not following you, Butterfly. I just got lucky. So, how about 